coach at Relauncher. Joining us today is Genevieve Rosenbiller, who's the founder of French flax linen company Bed Threads. Having finished her degree, she landed a job at Fairfax Media on the Vine, and throughout her career, she also held various editorial roles at ASOS, Qantas Magazine, and Body and Soul. After two years of R&D whilst juggling her full-time job, she launched her business in August 2017. The following six months, the workload grew and, and juggling between work and her business became extremely difficult. She then moved on to work full-time for her business and the rest is history. So during this podcast episode, we talk about her business journey, social media influence, hurdles and of course, the wins. Hi, Jen. How are you? I'm great, Alison. How are you? I'm really, really well. And thank you so much for joining us all here today. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited and so grateful to be on your beautiful podcast. Thank you. We have got so much to talk about today. Uh, (laughs) I think the best place to start is to learn a little bit about you. Oh, well, I was a journalist for 10 years. I am a naturally curious person. Um, My whole life, all I ever wanted to do was write. I love reading. Um, I love consuming content in media, and I'm passionate about design. So I guess my journey has been an interesting one because I never envisioned myself to be a business owner or work in, I guess, retail or e-commerce, but I guess, you know, sort of over the course of the last um, 10 years, one thing has kind of led to another, and um, yeah, I've discovered that I'm exactly where I should be, Um, although, you know, things aren't always, I guess, how you envision them. I always wanted to be the editor of a magazine. I always wanted to be a features writer. And, yeah, now I run a linen bedding business. So it's definitely been an interesting but amazing journey. With with your writing, are you doing any writing at all these days? Yeah, every day I'm writing. So it's interesting how it's kind of taken on a different form to what I thought it would be. So I write all the copy for our website. I contribute to our journal, although we do have an editor who's dedicated to running that part of the website now. But I mean, when we were starting out, I wrote every single product description, every Instagram caption, um, everything for our newsletter. So I'm constantly writing um, and expressing myself creatively that way, although it's in a very different format to, I guess, the features or the interviews um, that, you know, I was doing for the last 10 years or so. Yeah, I mean, like the whole magazine world has changed so hugely as well over that time. So, totally. So many journalists and writers are probably doing something on the journey to doing something quite different to to what they set out to do at the beginning. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it just is a completely different industry. It's totally digitized now. And I guess the next frontier of that is podcasts which is what, you know, you're doing. Um, But the dream of being a features writer and, you know, doing three to four big features with 10 interviews each per month, I guess, 
doesn't really exist like it once did. So I guess we now kind of, yeah, write and express ourselves in different ways. But on our journal, I mean, we are starting something now where we go into people's homes and interview them and do features in that way. So I guess I'll always find a way to express myself that way. It's just not in the format that I initially thought it might have been in. Sure. So your business, Bev Threads, how long ago did you launch the business? So we launched on the 31st of August in 2017. So we've been live for a year and a half, but what preceded that was actually two years of vigorous research. Um, I worked on the idea and developing the products for two years before the website launch so that involved you know product development making sure our linen which is pure french flax was cultivated in an ethical and sustainable fashion in ensuring you know the packaging that we designed is totally plastic free and sustainable um that we could partner with a carbon neutral delivery service and that's sendal who we still use to this day to ship locally and internationally so i guess We've been live for a year and a half, but the whole, um, you know, journey from start until now has been about two and a half years. Yeah. Uh, sorry, three and a half Three years. and a half years. Yes, three I can imagine. Years. Yeah. What was the trigger to starting your business? So, um, it sort of happened by accident, to be honest. My husband and I um, moved into a new apartment at the end of 2014 and, you know, we were investing in white goods, home decor. Um, I've always been really passionate about interiors, so decking out um, our small, but I think comfortable and beautiful apartment was um, a real passion project for me. And by the time we got to the bedroom and doing the bed, I was really intent on investing in pure 100% linen bedding. I guess, um, you know, I could go on for ages about why I wanted to do that, but basically linen is a sustainable fiber it's trans seasonal so it keeps you cool in summer warm in winter and it basically just looks beautiful when it's undone so you don't have to iron it it has that beautiful relaxed but refined finish and what I was looking for was a simple set with two pillowcases a duvet cover and a fitted sheet I guess at an accessible price point and that I could deliver you know that I could get delivered to my place or my work at the time online so kind of a hassle-free experience so I guess what followed was me searching far and wide online and in store and basically everything I found kind of came up short of what I was looking for. So a beautiful linen bedding set at an accessible price point just didn't seem to exist in Australia. I was feeling like I was forced to go over budget or upsold into a bunch of separates and then the duvet cover came separately. So I don't know, it sort of became like a weird um, fixation and I thought, you know, why can't I find this product? I can't be the only one who's looking for it. So um, we started digging online and researching, you know, how linen's made, why is it so expensive and why are there no options available like this um, in market? And what we found was that basically um, – a lot of other players in this space work off a wholesale model. So there's, you know, it's not unusual, but they mark up their products 
so they can distribute to retailers or have a store or whatever it might be. So we thought we could be direct-to-consumer online bedding brand that offered this signature set that no one else seemed to be doing. So, I mean, it was definitely easier said than done. It took two years, you know, to get the suppliers right, to get the colours right and to get our website um, and brand to a point where I thought, you know, we could really differentiate ourselves and um, have some cut through on social media. And um, what happened was we set our website live and this was, you know, after I had built an Instagram following in the six months prior to launch and yeah we sold out of our first shipment in three weeks which was so humbling and validating and exciting and I guess yeah since then it's kind of snowballed so it was yeah Bedford was a side hustle for about six months I was working on it in the early mornings and the very late evenings getting orders out and responding to customers in my spare time and on weekends and then after six months of kind of juggling both um, I had the opportunity to go full-time on bed threads and yeah since February last year I've yeah I've never looked back and now we've got a lean team and um, are running a more um, you know smoother operation than when it was just me I guess sitting on the couch in the late evenings yeah what a blissful launch my goodness so, so when <laughs> yeah it was amazing when you built your Instagram <laughs> Prior to launch, how many followers do you reckon you had on your account? So by the time we launched, I had about 2,000 followers on the account. So that was, you know, me introducing, um, you know, bed threads and the aesthetic and what we were trying to do and the colour tones that we wanted to introduce and really just introducing our proposition to the market. There was nothing like it at the time and there still isn't, um, which sort of blows my mind. But, um, yeah, I guess it was just, you know, when your product is new and disruptive and at a different price point, the market requires a great deal of education. So, you know, I was posting consistently, people were sending me DMs via Instagram, and it was really just a process of responding to anyone who got in touch. I had a link in our bio, you know, I had incentivized our followers to um, click the link in our bio to sign up to our email list. So I found this was actually another effective way to market to a warm but new audience. And we also had, um, I think it was about 200 subscribers, which again was small, but effective when we launched the product. Um, And I definitely think having that warm but small audience who was engaged and who had been, you know, speaking to us via Instagram DM, commenting on our pictures and who had developed sort of a relationship with the brand. Um, They were sort of the early adopters was really effective in helping us sell out within the first three weeks um, because they were familiar with what we were doing and had been for, you know, the months in the lead up to launch. They were excited. And yes, Instagram was definitely the driving force behind our success initially. You know, at that point, we didn't have budgets for, you know, a robust digital marketing strategy, which is, I guess, what we do now. It's really a holistic mix of Google, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, EDMs, you know, the whole bit. But when you're just starting, 
I guess what my advice would be to other people would be, you know, utilize the free tools that are available post consistent, beautiful, high quality imagery that evokes who you and your brand, you know, what you're trying to do and write informative captions explaining who you are. And then I think naturally the kind of people you're trying to attract to your product or service will come and be engaged with what it is you're doing. Yeah, I I totally agree with what you're saying. Your core range at launch, like how many different colours did you offer? Did you keep it quite small to begin with? Yeah, absolutely. So we only launched with six colours. So that was white, oatmeal, fog, charcoal, ink and olive. So we still have those six colours in our range. Yeah, it was really um, carefully curated what we went for and we only had three sizes. So that was double, queen and king. And now we offer our sets in five sizes and we have 12 colours and, you know, you can mix and match um, in a bundle and we've got sheet sets and separates now. So, you know, as things grew over time, people would email us and say, you know, we want something in this colour or, you know, our bed is this size which you don't cater for and, you know, can we get a separate flat sheet or a separate fitted sheet or extra pillowcases to beef things up. So, I mean, just listening to our customers at every step of the way has really allowed us to co-create a brand um, with our community that they identify with and that, you know, responds and relates to them um, perhaps in a newer, fresher way that other brands might have not, you know, been susceptible to do in the past. What what are your best sellers in terms of the colours? So our best seller since launch has been Olive. I don't even think it sold out in three weeks. I think it sold out in one week, which was really, really surprising. Yeah. yeah. I think people, um, you know, a lot of our customers are millennial females and I guess a lot of them are renting. So while you might not be able to hang up a beautiful piece of art in your apartment or, you know, express yourself creatively if you're renting, you can mix and match your bedding and make the bed the statement and focal point of the room so I think that's why the bold colors do tend to work well and I guess it's something different it's a trend in color and um yeah so I was really surprised by that to be honest yeah that's amazing I mean all the colors are so stunning they really really are with with the with the bottom sheet the fitted sheet do you do any of the deep um the deep fitted sheets So we don't do, we have a standard size for fitted sheets, so they're not ultra deep, but the nature of linen is that we make it slightly oversized, so it's got a bit of longevity in it. Um, We don't like things that are too overly tight. We can't guarantee how people care for or, you know, look after their products, so we try to make everything a little bit oversized if they do choose to tumble dry their products um so they're 40 centimeters deep but there is a bit of give room if you've got a deeper mattress or if yours is shorter you can just tuck it under Under, so I guess that's kind of how we've gotten around that Mm. incredible so with your marketing now you know the Instagram's changed a lot and everything do you run many ads Absolutely. So we have a, um, you know, robust digital marketing strategy. So we advertise on Instagram in the feed. We are, um, sorry, we, yeah, so we 
advertise within the Instagram feed. We advertise on Instagram stories. Um, you know, we have partnered with influencers, although that's not as much a part of our strategy as creating beautiful, um, highly curated imagery. And with our Instagram advertising and, you know, Facebook and Google, what we do is make sure our marketing is bespoke to every channel that it's on. Mm. So someone who's on Instagram stories or who's browsing their Facebook feed or who's opening one of our email newsletters, they're getting a completely, they're getting a completely different, um, you know, experience to someone who's looking at it on a different channel. So all of the content is completely tailored to the platform that it's being served on, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So has the business grown steadily over the years? Yeah, so it's grown, um, you know, month on month incrementally and we've seen enormous upswings you know when we've had a massive PR opportunity we were in US Vogue in December last year which was amazing and we've been on Sunrise and Sky News but what we really tried to do is focus on consistent incremental growth yeah. that's you know um, yeah. by a word of mouth recommendations or our digital reviews and we actually um, I guess in a way prefer consistent growth even if it's smaller because that way it's sustainable and um, we are a new business so it's yeah it's an interesting mentality I guess if you had asked me a year and a half ago what my growth strategy would ideally look like it's changed a lot since then because I really think an engaged audience um, of you know uh, customers or a community it's better to go um, consistently than have these wild upswings that, you know, you can't necessarily meet the demand of when you're small or growing and that you have the infrastructure to support that. Yeah, absolutely right. So what I have seen sometimes is that some businesses have experienced rapid growth, which has actually caused so much, you know, problem for them. And it's interesting because the mentality quite often when people are starting up is they want to experience that rapid growth, but it really can be very dangerous Absolutely. Yeah, we definitely experienced, um, we experienced incredible growth, which I'm so grateful for. But what happened was we didn't have the infrastructure on our back end to support that. So we were doing a great deal of, um, you know, just inventory management, um, I guess, manually. So now what we've done to combat that is build a bespoke inventory management system to support the growth growth which has made our operation a lot smoother um on our back end which is something that our customers you know can't see but for us it was a huge learning curve and something that we had to adapt quite quickly to doing and building because the way that we were operating wasn't sustainable for the growth that we were seeing which I mean is all great problems to have but um yes it definitely required us to act very quickly in fixing that yeah. So how do you spend your days for work at the moment? Yeah, so um, I go into work. Well, it always starts with a coffee. Um, Same. <laughs> I, I Sometimes too. And I go into work. We've got a beautiful lean team in our head office, which is based in Rosebery. And I guess it could be anything from um, product development, so introducing new 
colors or sizes or whatever it might be into our range um, based on our customer feedback and the trends we're seeing digitally on our back end. Um, then I guess it's liaising with our customer service team and kind of noticing any trends we're seeing from them, whether they want something new or if there's um, a product that's missing from our range that they're asking for or, you know, just kind of getting um, ahead of those trends as we see them come through from our customers. Then um, it's working with our editorial team who create the content for our journal. And that at the moment is creating search optimized content and content that performs on social media. So our audience is actually getting something from us that's not just constant sales messages. I think that's boring and a very outdated way to do business. So I guess, yeah, constantly creating fresh, exciting, meaningful content um, for our audience um, on betting, slow living, um, you know, living a meaningful and happy life, home decor. So anything that's kind of on brand um, and evokes our values. And then I guess it's just the day-to-day running of the business. You know, does something on our logistical side need attention? Is it, you know, a smoother operations process that we need to implement? So my days are varied and sometimes at the end of the week, I don't even remember what I've done the whole week, but it just (laughs) moves very quickly and just a constant, I'm never bored and I never, um, I literally never go onto any other website besides Gmail and bedspreads, which I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing. But, it, um, yeah, there's always more work to be done when you're running um, your own business. Absolutely. It's, yeah, it's really exciting. So I'm very grateful to yeah. be able to wake up and do what I love today. So, Jen, where can everyone find you online? So you can find us at www.bedfreds.com.au or on Instagram at bed.freds. And um, I hope to see you guys there. Fabulous. Jen, thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you so much for having me, Alison, and I hope you have a lovely day and weekend ahead. 